Blog Ginger London Ministry Show. This is Minister Ginger London. Uh, thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. I'm really excited about tonight's show. It's um, going to be a real exciting uh, show, and we're going to have just a good time on tonight. Uh, tonight's show, as you know, is a continuation of the Got to Get Myself Together Relationship and Life Strategies Virtual Conference 2012. And so tonight, uh, well, for the last several nights, we've been dealing with kingdom, ministry, business, and success, how um, to prepare yourself to get yourself together for 2012, for this year. And so on tonight, we're going to be dealing with start where you are, use what you have. And we're going to be talking about what's in your hand. What is it that you have that you can use right now to get going in uh, 2012 and to do exactly what you have been purposed to do or what your goal is uh, for you to do in 2012? The passage of scripture that we're going to use comes from Exodus chapter 4, and it's verses 1 uh, through 3, and it reads, uh, Then Moses answered um, and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Verse 2, So the Lord said to him, What is it? What What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. Verse 3, and he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. And as we know, the scripture goes on, and God tells him to reach out, pick it up by the tail, and when he does that, it became a rod again. And so we're going to talk about uh, tonight what's in your hand. Start where you are, use what you have. Some of you don't realize that you have in your hand everything you need to accomplish the assignment for this year or to accomplish what you should be doing right now at the top of the year. Sometimes uh, we we think we have to wait until um, everything, all of our ducks are in a row and all of our I's are dotted and all of our T's are crossed before we launch out, before we step out and do something uh, uh, towards what we have been assigned to do. And uh, here Moses is talking to God saying, you know, what if they don't believe me? And some of you may be at that point where you uh, someone is, uh, you may be thinking that people won't believe that this is what you should be doing or they won't believe in the idea that you have or the product that you have um, uh, to sell or the services that you're going to uh be uh, providing uh, for people. And so your question to yourself might be, or to God might be, what if they don't believe me? And God is saying to you, asking you the same question, what's in your hand? What is it that you're already equipped with 
so that you can um, do whatever it is that he's assigned you to do or directed you to do. So we're going to be talking uh, about that. We're going to talk tonight about your potential. Um, and what is it? What is uh, what does it mean to have potential? And you know, how do you begin to step out into your potential? We're going to talk about your abilities and your gifts that you have, and then we're going to talk about um, the achievement. Achievements. How do you make? Uh, how do you strive to achieve some things this year? And then we're going to talk about the anointing that's on your life and the empowerment that you have to do what it is that you need to do. And then we're going to get into some ideas. You know, we're going to share some ideas. I'm going to share some things with you. Some of you know, you may have not have uh, you may not have thought about some ideas on what you can actually be doing right now. You know, uh, you may not have uh, come up with some creative ways of using some of the technology that you have at your uh, in your hands. You know, your telephone, your uh, computer, your email list, all those kinds of things. And so we're going to talk about that. So if you're um, when we get to that point, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you're in the chat room um, and you have some ideas or you have a project or you have uh, something that you are assigned to do and you want um, an idea from uh, us, then uh, you have to register as a listener so that you can actually um, post something in the uh, chat room. But we're going to share ideas and get you going uh, for 2012 and give you some uh, creative ways to use the resources and the tools that you have. And um, even uh, even if you have a product, how what can you do with that product right now, you know, so that you can uh, present yourself to others, press forward in 2012, get your name out there, uh, introduce yourself to others, whatever it is that you need to do to begin um Completing the assignment. So let's talk a little bit. Well, let's open up with prayer first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what is potential, and um, and why it's important to recognize your potential, and then to be able to, to then to begin to use your potential, put it into action, so that you um, so it won't lie do- lie dormant in your life, and you won't start becoming discouraged and dis- uh, um, disencouraged and uh, feeling like you're not getting anywhere. Sometimes you're feeling like you're not getting anywhere because you're not using all of your potential. You're not pressing your way through. You're not, uh, as we talked about on, an, on another show, you're not recognizing the assets that you already have that you can actually be using right now. So let's go to God in prayer, and then we're going to open up with um, and talk a little bit about um, potential. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this afternoon, this evening, Lord God. We bless your name and we honor you on tonight. And Father, we pray, Father God, that you would give us creative ideas and give us the power to create wealth, Lord God. And give us the courage and the confidence that we need to walk out in what you've assigned us to do. The faith to believe without doubting that whatever you've assigned us to do, it shall be accomplished in this earth, Lord God. And that we will, re- that we will experience the rewards of diligently doing what you've called us to do. And that, Father, that a harvest will come from our obedience to walking out in the things that you have purposed for our lives. We thank you that there's going to be an increase, not just an increase in our spirit, man, and, and in our spiritual life, but increase in the natural, that we'll see a financial increase, an increase with the, uh, an increase of the right people surrounding our lives, an increase of the right connections, Lord God, an increase of our, in our learning and our knowledge, and an increase, Father God, in our products and um, in what it is that we should do. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's let's start talking about what is um, potential. Uh, and the definition of potential is uh, is what you are capable of doing, but you have not done. 
It's, a, it's an ability line dormant waiting to be released. And that's what potential is. And until you release it, you're not using it. And if it lies dormant in your life, you can easily become discouraged and become um, in, disencouraged because there is something great on the inside of you and it's not being used. And you're trying to figure out why, are, why am I going in the same cycle? Why am I not succeeding? Why am I not progressing in my career? Why haven't I advanced? Why isn't my product selling? You know, why haven't I started this business or launched this ministry yet? Why am I not doing what I am capable of doing or what God has called me to do? And the answer to uh, some of those questions could be because you're not functioning at your greatest potential or in your full potential. You may have done a little bit and you may may have seen a little success, but there's something even greater than what you've done. And so that little bit is not satisfying because you didn't use all of your potential. You know, um, Sometimes we uh, we do uh, we have one event maybe or we sell one product or we do uh, we get invited to speak at one thing and it turns out great and we never go any further than that and so when the excitement of that wears off and it dies down now we're trying to figure out why am I bored why am I feeling restless why am I feeling sluggish well, because you're not using your potential to its fullest you know when you experience that success the first time that was just a small taste of the potential that you have. That's a small taste of what's in store for you. If you would press and, and, and use your potential to its fullest, just like, uh, for example, if you uh, have a product that you're selling and you, by faith, uh, took out an exhi- uh, rented an exhibit booth at a, at a conference or an expo, and you did well at that conference or expo, and you're all excited. You sold out almost everything, and financially you did um, really good at that expo. But when you got home, Everything ceased because maybe you were tired or whatever, but you didn't realize or didn't go back and um, glean from that experience that you have what it takes to be successful in selling that product or to present that service to people. Or maybe you taught a class or maybe you were the speaker at a uh, at a particular event or something and you got all of the um, uh, the compliments later. But when you got home, you didn't, you, you, you know, you maybe you were tired and you just didn't realize that that was just the beginning of what God has in store for you. And then you allowed yourself to become too relaxed and too comfortable back in the setting that you're used to and that you know well. And now you're trying to figure out why things are not happening. Well, they're not happening because you're not pushing yourself. You're not releasing your potential uh, to the next level. And so I'm going to talk to you about five hindrances to reaching your full potential. And maybe you can identify these things, and if they're not, you just keep them um, in the in the recesses of your mind so that you can be aware and you can pay attention so that none of these things will happen in your life to stunt your growth or to stunt your, pro- your progress in 2012. Um, and this first one is what I just talked about. Your last successful project can be your greatest threat to going to the next level. If you stay too excited at that last project too long, you will forget that you have a new day ahead of you, that there's a new project that you should be working on, and that there's a new uh, place that you should be or There's another expo you need to go to. You know, um, There's another conference you need to speak at. There's another level to your potential. It's okay to get excited and celebrate that greatness, that, that completion of something, the success of something, but don't stay there um, for a long period of time because that is not all to you. There is more to you than that last success. Number two, what others have attempted 
to do but fail. So don't look at what other people are doing and uh, and they failed at because that's not you. You're yourself. Maybe they maybe they didn't do something correctly. Maybe they left something out. Uh, maybe they forgot to do a step, or maybe they weren't diligent in the thing. So even though um, they tried it and they failed, it doesn't mean that if you try it that you're going to fail. It just simply means that pay attention to what you're doing so that you won't fail. Um, it's, it, their failure doesn't determine your success or your lack of success. It just simply means that they didn't they did not accomplish it. Maybe they're out of season. Maybe they were out of outside of their their uh, call or their purpose in life. Maybe they were trying to do something that was not purpose for them to do. So you can't look at somebody else's failure and then determine that you can't succeed at, at it because it was the same thing that, that you had in mind. That doesn't that that is not a that's not a gauge or uh, a, a measurement uh, or a rule. A ruler to measure your success by it's simply something that they um they did so don't limit yourself based on someone else then number three become consumed with your own uh, you be, uh, you can become consumed with your own deficits and problems. Don't do that. This is a hindrance when you become consumed with your deficits and problems, your shortcomings, your lack of knowledge, or maybe you think you're not skilled in a certain area. Don't become preoccupied with that. See, when Moses, uh, when God said, "What's in your hand?" and he said, "A rod." And he put the rod down, and it turned into a serpent. And then when he picked it up by the tail, it turned into, it turned back into a rod. That was a miracle. So don't be preoccupied as Moses was. Well, what if they don't believe me? I can't speak clear. I stutter. I do this. I do that. I don't have enough knowledge. I don't know about this. Don't focus on your deficits or any problems that are going on. You have to focus on the assignment. And you have to believe that you can accomplish whatever it is that God has shown you that you're supposed to be doing. It's not your shortcomings that determines if you are successful. What determines if you are successful is if you can move past your shortcomings and move into the abilities that you have. And you have the ability to do something great with your life. So don't focus on that. If you have an area of your life um, that's a deficit and um, uh, you uh, come across a way to uh, strengthen that deficit, turn it into uh, an asset, then do that. But don't focus on it to the point where it hinders your ability to function at your greatest potential or to step out and move and do what you're supposed to do. Another hindrance is, number four, you reject God's uh, representative, who he sends to help you to uh, help you develop. You know, sometimes we try to pick, you know, the people that we want to speak into our lives and the people that we want to help us out um, uh, in what we're called to do or help us to develop in what we're called to do. And sometimes we don't make good choices. And sometimes we don't choose according to godly principles. And sometimes our choices, the person, nothing uh, may be wrong with the person, but it's not the one that God wants to be assigned to help you in your life. And so we become consumed with, no, I want this person to help me. Or, you know, she's been my friend for a long time. She should help me. Or he's been my friend for a long time. Why doesn't he want to help me? And so we become occupied with that trying to get people to help us who have not been assigned to our lives. And so we become discouraged and disappointed when we should keep our eyes open and pray for a spirit of discernment and say, God, show me who you're sending in to help me develop in this year into what it is that uh, you want me to do and who you want me to be. So 
Because your your friend is not assigned to help you in your life doesn't mean that the friendship stops. It simply means that you have to redirect your focus to the one that God has purposed to help you to get things done or to speak into your life and encourage you. It's important right now that the right people be in your life at the right time because that's the only way that you're going to carry out the right plan. And the right plan is the plan that God has purposed for your life. So you may have good friends, you may have good family members, but the one that God has assigned to help you develop is the one you have to focus on and get and get from them what God intended for them to deposit or speak into your life. So don't uh, reject God's representative. That could be a hindrance to your potential. Because sometimes we make the we don't necessarily pick the right people. Another hindrance is you become stagnant because you um or um a slave to tradition or archaic methods. And we're gonna talk about that a little later in this show, how you have to catch up with technology and you have to catch up with what's going on. So okay, initially few years ago, maybe 10 years ago or seven, even seven years ago, you sent your uh, newsletter out uh, through regular mail. Uh, you typed it on the computer, you printed it, you copied it at Kinko's or wherever, you put it in an envelope, you put a stamp on it, and you mailed it out. Well, you can still do that today, but it, it may be slightly archaic because now you can ask people for their email addresses and that same newsletter that you were spending money to send, you can push a button and send it for free. So you can't stay in tr- old traditions and archaic methods and think that you're going to function at your fullest potential. You have to catch up with the technology, catch up with t- uh, with the times that we're living in, uh, the Word of God says uh, that the men of Issachar were wise because they understood the times. In other words, they understood the times that they were living in. And you and I are going to have to understand the times that we're living in if we're going to um, uh, reach our fullest potential and if we're going to be successful in, uh, in ministry, in business, in your career in 2012, we're going to have to keep up with technology and keep up with the times. What's going on? What are people? What excites people? Where are they get? Where are they getting their information from? You know, what technology are they using the most? How can I incorporate that into what I have been assigned to do, so that I can be effective in reaching the target audience that God has assigned me to? And so you you'll be hindered if you become stagnant. Um, or 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 slave to traditions or archaic methods, and so that's what I want you to keep in mind about uh, your potential. Your potential is great. You have the the possibility to do great things. Don't let anything get in the way of hindering um, your potential, because it will cause you to become discouraged. So let's talk a little bit about abilities. You know, uh, what are they? What are abilities? And, you know, how do I know what abilities I have or maybe what gifts I have and uh, maybe what talents that I have? And how can I use that right now? We talked a couple of nights ago on um, uh, knowing your ministry capabilities, and we talked about spiritual gifts and um, how to identify yours and, you know, how to use them and and, and, uh, how to make them how to use them in 2012 so you can be effective. So that today we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to basically talk about abilities. You know, everyone everyone possesses uh, special abilities, you know, uh, but few of them recognize it because it's a dormant gift. 
You know, uh, uh, there's a special gift that's on the inside of you um, that lies dormant, possibly. Some people are walking in their gifts, but maybe you don't realize that there's something very unique about you. There's something that you have been empowered to do. And you, it has been lying dormant because maybe you haven't figured out yet exactly what that gift is, you know. Um, uh, An important thing is to figure out what that gift is, you know. There's a scripture in Matthew 7, um, chapter chapter 7, verse 11, that says this, that if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? If you don't know what your gifts are, Get on your face before God and ask God to show you what your, what areas are you gifted in. What are your abilities? What are your strengths? What talents do you possess? What is it that you have that will get that would ignite your potential and get you excited in believing that you can do whatever it is God has shown you that you can do. We all have gifts. We all have talents. We all have abilities. You know, First uh, Corinthians twelve four says, "Now there's diversity of gifts." But the same spirit, the Holy Spirit has empowered all of us with gifts and abilities. The key is finding out what they are and then actually um, using them. And the gifts that you have received and the abilities that you have are related to your assignment in the earth. And so uh, if you want to know how your assignment is going to be carried out, it's going to be based on your gifting, based on what you have been empowered to do by God. Let's say, for example, you are a great speaker or you're going to be your potential is to become a great motivational speaker or a great public speaker. Well, the uh, the gift that you have on the inside of you may be the gift of teaching. You know, it may be um, the gift of wisdom. So you may have that gift, but you don't realize it. And so you have to pray and ask God to show you what your gift is because if your, if your assignment is to be a great speaker and then you have the gift of teaching, well, it's going to be the teaching gift that's going to push and uh, you onto the platform of speaking. It's going to be the teaching gift that's going to bring you before the people or before a group of people where you're standing before the crowd on a stage with a microphone, and you're speaking to them. You're going to be either a motivational speaker or you are maybe going to be a coach, a life coach of some kind, and you're going to be up before people teaching them about how to succeed in their lives. Or maybe you're going to teach on uh, financial planning or maybe you're going to teach on how to get out of debt. But the, 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 the main focus here is the gift of teaching. Do you have the gift of teaching? And if so, that gift is what is what going to push you to actually reach your greatest potential. It's going to tell you what area that you're going to be used in, and it's going to that's going to be the thing that's going to help open the door for you to move out in 2012. And so, um, the gift that God gives you helps you to fulfill uh, the vision from God. Okay, so. Uh, it's important that you figure out what that is or ask God to show you what it, what is the gift that he's been given to you. You know, um, a, a few people re- ever recognize that dormant gift that they have on the inside. And that's the one that's not being used, but it's the most powerful one sometimes. You know, a lot of people know their gifts, but they still uh, they haven't used the gift to its greatest potential. So it's still lying dormant on the inside of them because, you know, maybe out of fear or maybe out of insecurity or maybe out of a lack of preparation or a lack of planning, they uh, haven't developed that particular gift, and so it lies dormant. And so a few people ever recognize their their dominant gift, and a few people, some, ever use that dominant gift, 
you know the key is to um to discover what that gift is and then actually develop it and begin to move out in that in that gift um uh the focus of others often distort your personal awareness of your of your the most prominent or, or dominant gift you can't focus on what other people are doing you can't get caught up and get all you know compliment them celebrate them god bless you i pray for the best i want to see you succeed i want to i want i want you to accomplish everything that god wants you to accomplish but guess what you can't spend too much time uh focusing on uh other people's um uh gift and then leave your gift un, un um untaken care of or ungroomed or undeveloped. You know, you we we, we um, rejoice with those that rejoice. We celebrate those. We give honor where it's due. Uh, we give credit where it's due. But there come, comes a time in your life where you have to focus on the assignment that God has given you, and you have to put your eyes on your potential, and you have to begin to put, develop yourself so that you can walk out and walk into uh, the fullness of your potential. Uh, when you talk about abilities, when we talk about abilities, um, one of the things I want you to uh, remember is uh, the focus of others, uh, people's potential, often distorts your personal awareness of your own potential. So that's why I'm saying don't spend too much time on other people's um, gifts and celebrating them. Celebrate them in the right perspective, but then also remember that, guess what, you have an assignment on your life and that you need to focus back on your potential. And you could glean something from them because maybe you're watching somebody who's doing what God is showing is showing you that you're going to do. Well, that's a good thing, but just don't let it um, distort your own personal awareness. Don't get so caught up that you forget that you have the you have a gift on the inside of you and that you have potential on the inside of you. Um, if you don't use your gift, your gift can be taken from you or can be removed from you. And we remember that uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-five, when the when the uh, the owner gave uh, some of his uh, uh, servants uh, talents. And some of them went and invested and turned it over and got more. Uh, and then, but there was one who went and hid his gift in the ground, his talent in the ground, and it didn't produce anything. It didn't. He didn't invest it. He didn't reap a harvest from it. Nothing. He brought back to the owner the same talent that he gave to him. So that means he didn't put any effort into developing that talent or causing an increase into his own life. So if you don't use your gift, then God can take your gift from you and remove it from you. And I don't want to see that happen, and you should not desire for that or want to see that happen. So make sure that you are first find out what your gift is and then actually begin to develop your gift so that it can actually uh, become an investment for you. So you can reap a harvest from what you've developed, and you know, so that when you go and, and sell that first product or make that first uh, public speak, uh, 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 speech or uh, do that first motivational talk or you teach your first Bible study or you preach your first sermon, you want the return on that harvest to be great because you have developed the gift on the inside of you. Um, uh, find out find out what what you're good at. You know that's going to help you to discover what that gift is. That's where you are um, in your life. If you're trying to discover what your abilities are, what your strengths are, maybe what the what the gift is on the inside of you. Find out what you're good at. You know if you're good at speaking, then 
that's probably, uh, you need to look at those uh, gifts and pray and ask God, you know, do I have the teaching gift? Do I have the gift of wisdom? Do I have the word of knowledge? You know, um, do I have a, a preaching Assignment. What is it that I have? Am I going to be a motivational speaker? Am I going to be a life coach? Am I going to be uh, speaking into people's lives? If you are uh, uh, a mechanic, uh, if you like doing mechanical work, then what type of mechanical work are you going to be doing? You know, if it's artwork, what type of uh, if you're going to what type of artwork is it going to be? You know, um, anything. If you like broadcasting, like you know, uh, maybe you realize that you like. Um, uh, communications, and maybe you like television, and maybe you like uh, radio broadcasting or uh, things like that, or maybe you like uh, filming, you know, uh, video, uh, being a videographer or something. Whatever it is, find out what you're good at, and then uh, see how your your gift uh, applies to that, and then move out into that uh, potential, uh, potential. And then cultivate a teachable spirit. We all need that. No matter what level you're on, no matter how far you've advanced um, in your career or in your profession, we all need to have a, a teachable spirit. Uh, a wise man will hear. That's what Proverbs uh, 1 and 5 says. Uh, we need to have a teachable spirit because God is going to assign people to your life that's going to be that's going to be speaking into your life and teaching um, your life. And so you want to make sure that you keep a teachable spirit. Don't become prideful. Don't think you know everything. Don't think that um, there's nothing for you to learn. Or, or I know that already. Don't take on that attitude. Keep your even if it's something that you already know and you heard before. Allow your spirit to be refreshed, be revitalized, because um, we need to be reminded at times of things that we already know. And so keep a teachable spirit. So I want to talk to you also about the anointing, you know, and the anointing is the power of God. And, and, and it's provided to us so that we can uh, do several things. So we can uh, remove a burden. We can destroy yokes of bondage that's existing on someone else. But it also is an empowerment to do the work of God. And so we we all need an anointing on our uh, gifts and assignments, on our potential. We need the empowerment of God to do what God has called us to do and to actually um, step out and accomplish the assigned uh, test. I'm going to give you some, a couple of pointers on the anointing um, in case you're taking notes. And of course, you will always be able to replay this show um, um, if you come back to the same link. It'll be the, it will be on under the on-demand uh, segments, and so you'll be able to replay this show and hear this uh, teaching again. And so I want to give you a couple of things. Number one, the anointing is the power of God, and we know that. It's the power of God. Isaiah 10, chapter 10, verse 27, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from, from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So we know that the anointing will destroy the yoke. So maybe you need the anointing in your life if there's some self-doubt. If you have a yoke of disbelief, a yoke of doubt, if you have um, a yoke of uh, a lack of self-confidence, if uh, you have some self-defeating thoughts that are playing over and over in your mind, you need the anointing on your life to destroy those yokes, to get you out of that place of bondage so you can walk in freedom and experience the greatness that God has purposed for your life. So we know that the anointing is the power of God, and it has the power to destroy the yokes and bondages off your life. Maybe you have some old memory tapes playing from when people told you back in your childhood or when you were a young teenager or 
that you'll never be anything, and it's followed you and tormented you, even into your adult life. The anointing and destroyed that so that you can realize that you have, that your life has been created to do great things. The second thing about the anointing is that uh, the anointing is the power of God to conquer any enemy that emerges in your life. When you step out into your potential, as I said on another show, there's going to be some persecution. When you start moving in what God has called you to do, when you're successful at it, when the hand of God is on your life, there are going to be there will be people that's going to come show up from somewhere, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, and they're going to say negative things. They're going to say uh, mean-spirited things, and they're going to try to discourage you from continuing on in the success that you're headed in and in that direction. They're going to try to discourage you from walking into your full potential and completing the assignment on your life. You're going to have to let the anointing destroy that, that yoke and defeat your enemies because whatever God has purpose for you to do, it can be accomplished. And you don't need... Um, uh, permission from other people to be successful. We want them to encourage us. We want them to be jump on on the bandwagon and be a part of it and uh, uh, encourage us and flow with us. But just in case you don't have anybody in your life like that, or if the close if you have some close friends and family members that are being your are your persecutors, you need the anointing so you can bypass it and walk into some and walk into your potential. It's and it's really hard when your family members are the ones that are doing it because those are the ones that we have been trained and taught in our throughout our um lives that families are supposed to stick together and it's supposed to be close and, you know, supposed to love one another. But sometimes people experience some horrific things in their family uh, life. And so if that is you, then you pray for God's anointing to rest upon your life so that that persecution, those people who have turned themselves into enemies against you, will not overtake you and destroy your confidence, steal your joy, you know, um, cause your... uh, uh, belief uh, to be uh, tainted with doubt. So pray for the anointing to destroy that and to keep the keep your enemies back off of your life. The anointing is a boundary that they cannot cross. And so pray that God's anointing will be upon your life to keep your enemy from uh, attaching themselves to your life. Number three, you always possess something God desires to anoint. So whatever your gifts are, whatever your abilities are, God wants to anoint that. If you speak well, God wants to anoint that. If you do what work well with your hands, God wants to anoint that. If you um uh are creative, say you are a marketing um person and you are uh, what do you call them? Um the people that design campaigns and maybe you're a public relations per- person. Whatever you're good at, you have something that God wants to anoint. You have an ability or abilities that God wants to anoint. And so um Find out what that is in your life. Uh, Moses had the rod. God anointed the rod. You know, David had the slingshot that killed Goliath. You know, so um, uh, whatever it is, you know, submit it to God. God, I yield it as an instrument for your righteousness and allow God to anoint whatever whatever abilities and skills that you have. If you're good at numbers, you know, if you're good at um, keeping books or doing taxes or whatever, God wants to anoint that so that you can be successful. You know, whatever that is, God wants to anoint it. All right. The anointing, another thing to remember is that your success in life or ministry will depend on your anointing, on the anointing you choose to respect. So um, 
somebody else is doing it and they're anointed to do it, don't become jealous. Don't become envious. Don't covet that. Respect the anointing that's on their lives. Respect it because then God can entrust you with his anointing. We have to learn to encourage one another and be happy for each other when we're successful. And uh, if we're in the body of Christ, we're not we're not in competition. We're there to compliment one another. When you start seeing me as your competition, you're going to treat me as your competition. And you're going to keep me at an arm's distance. You're not going to speak into my life. You're not going to want me to speak into your life. You're not going to tell me about the exciting things that you're doing or, what, or how God's going to use you. Not going to invite me to anything you're having because you're going to see me as competition. So I'm, you know, I'm not your competition. I'm the compliment um, into uh, in your life, and so you have to re, uh, to remember that. And so when you start seeing people as compliments to, uh, to your life, then you start connecting to the right people, and the the right people can um, uh, can come into your life. Listen to me carefully. Be doing exactly what it is that God has purposed you to do and then release into your life the information you need to get on to actually come to the level where they are. Everybody isn't stingy. Everybody isn't um um uh, 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 a hog worm, so to speak. You know, some people have been gifted to release information into the earth on exactly what they are doing. Um so um Make sure you're open to that. Let people come into your life who uh, can uh, help you and respect the anointing that's resting on his or her life. Because if God has assigned them to become a change agent or become um, an instrument of information or to become a mentor or to help you get to that place, you're going to have to respect the anointing on his or her life in order to receive anything from from that person. And so if somebody is there doing exactly what you're doing and they say, hey, let's have coffee. I'm, I don't want to see you struggle. Okay, um, I'm doing what you're doing. Sit down. Bring your notebook, a tablet. You have to take notes. I'm not going to take notes for you. I'm going to tell you where to go. I'm going to tell you where to look. I'm going to tell you who to call. It's up to you to follow the steps, but I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to tell you, there are some people who actually do that. I've done it for people before. I'll meet with you. I'll have lunch with you. I will tell you before we, should, before we have the lunch, bring a notebook because I'm not going to take notes for you and I'm not going to let you drain me by calling me and asking me the same things over and over again. So I tell you before we meet. Here's what you need in order to meet with me to talk about how to get going and what you want to do. You need a notebook. You need a pen. And you need to take notes. I know you're going to get excited about some things, but I need you to take notes when we're in that meeting. Because when you leave me, when the lunch is over or the meeting is over, you're now going to have some strategic steps that you can uh, put into action. And so you need that in front of you. Write the vision down and make it plain up on tables so those that really can run with it. That includes you. You're going to have to be able to see that and then do what it is the person has spoken into your life to do. That doesn't mean that I won't talk to the person if they call me, like if they really got stuck on something, that I won't talk to them. But I'm not going to let a person drain me. So when I give it to you, you got you have to, uh, if I meet with you, you have to, or we call, it's a telephone call, whatever it is, then you have to be willing to put forth some effort to making an investment into yourself. And the investment that I ask you to make, um, and sometimes is you need a notebook and an ink pen. And you need to write down what I'm saying, and you need to just tell me that you're going to commit to at least trying 95% of your, putting 95% of your energy into completing these steps that I'm going to show you. Uh, so, 
uh, it's really important that you respect someone else's anointing on the, on his or her life. Okay, and um, and then you need to res- um, uh, you, you need to respect the anointing that would that um, that would create an ac- uh, access for you. And w- and what I mean by that is um, you have to be able to uh, recognize when God is opening doors. And not, you know, a lot of times we're just way, way too overly cautious. You know, we've been taught and trained to be, you know, and I know there are some things that we need to be cautious about. But if we look back over our lives, I mean, you know, sometimes we've been groomed to just be way too cautious. We 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 we're groomed to doubt people before we even get to know them. You know, uh, we second guess them. You know, and we miss out on some opportunities. So recognize, be able to re- respect, not rec- recognize and respect the anointing that will will provide an access access for you and that is what the one that will open up a do- the anointing that will open up a door for you or or the anointing that will uh avail an opportunity for you be be able to recognize that because you don't want to miss open doors and you don't want to miss opportunities you know and on the other side of that sometimes we become um so uh, humble and nothing is wrong with humility but sometimes we become so humble that when people offer us something or um want to introduce us to somebody or want to do something for us, we have been taught to say, oh, no, thank you. I really appreciate it, but no, thank you. Sometimes when they do that, we have to, you know, remain humble but say, praise the Lord. I really appreciate it. I really would. That would be a great help to me. Uh, What is it? Is there anything you need me to do? And just need to thank God for it. And when that door opens, be ready and equipped to walk through that door when it's time to uh, make that connection. If they want to introduce you to somebody, make sure you're dressed right, look right. Make sure you got, you know, it teaches all that firm handshake, smile on the face. Make sure you're ready. So respect the anointing that will open doors for you, that will give you an access that your natural abilities would not get you through. You know, an opportunity that your natural abilities would not afford to you. There are some things that are going to be a supernatural uh, uh opening for you, a supernatural door is going to open for you because of an anointing that either you possess or an anointing that God has on somebody else's life. That's going to open up a way for you to get through some doors and experience some opportunities that God desires for you to experience. And so that is what I want to talk about, anointing. And so it's going to be the anointing that you that is going to empower you to help you to actually um, – to achieve what it is that God uh, wants you to achieve um, in your life. And so let's talk about achievement. How do we achieve? And so as we're going through this, I want you to start. Now I want your creative um, uh, juices to start for We're going to talk about achievements, and then we're going to move into ideas. And so I want you to really start. Uh, here's what I want you to do. The first thing I want you to do is think about what it is that you are uh, purpose to do. Or what idea do you have that you that you want to that you want to that maybe you want to try, or you know for sure that you're supposed to be doing it but you haven't done anything. So I want you to get a sheet of paper. I want you to write your idea down, your purpose in life, or if it's a product that you're selling, I want you to put that product on the sheet of paper, or if it's a service um, that you're going to uh, be providing, like uh, someone in that chat room is going to be doing. Just take a sheet of paper. I want you to write that at the top of that sheet of paper, and as ideas come, or if there's an area. Um, that you need help in, I want you to write it down. So if you need an area in, uh, let's say you need help in an area of um, more exposure, I want you to write that down on the paper, need more exposure or need help in more, uh, more exposure or uh, need uh, help in finding resources um, 
uh, on the subject that I'm uh, purpose that um, you know that I want to pursue in life. You know, um, need um, uh, uh, websites that I can go to for particular info for particular information, or maybe um, some suggestions on where I can go to maybe at, in an inexpensive way or even free gather information that will help equip me and uh, prepare me for what it is that I know that I'm going to be doing, or at least get a get a taste of it. So I want you to, to think about ideas as we go through the next uh, two segments, and then we're going to talk about some ideas and share some ideas with each other so that we can help each other be successful in 2012, or at least give you some direction to go in. And so let's talk about achievement just for um, just for a few minutes. Um, achievement, um, what I want you to know about achievement Achievement is this, is that um, you can design the life that you want, and achievement can help you design that life. You know, if you have something that you want to achieve, then you're going to create a plan to make it happen. You know, in other words, you know, you might want to see it as a goal or something, but achievement says that that is what I do in order to create the life that I want to have. So if I want to be a public speaker, then my the achievement is, achievements are going to be the steps that are going to help me get to that place where I'm going to recognize as an expert motivational speaker or a motivational speaker that's an expert in a particular area. Okay, so you can um, design the life that you uh, that you want to have. Okay, and so I'm going to give you some steps on uncommon achievement. Now, and I'm challenging with uncommon achievement because I want you to do something different in 2012. I want to challenge. I want you to be challenged or encouraged to do something a little bit different. Challenge yourself, motivate yourself to break out of the routine cycle and now create a cycle of potential um, advancement. So every year when you go through this cycle, you're going to another level. Every few months, you're going through another, going to another level. I want you to launch out into the deep. I want you to get from that behind that comfort zone barrier, break through it, push through it, jump over it, whatever you have to do. But I want you to get out of your comfort zone and I want you to get into an unfamiliar territory. I want you to build your confidence tonight, even if it's by faith. I want you to say, God, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm scared, but by faith, I'm confident and I believe that I can do it. You know, and press yourself to be excited about it. All right, and so here's some some steps for un uh, uh, common uh, achievement. That um, the first thing I want you to do is discern the true definition of success. Okay, so you need to get your mind right, and you need to have a true definition of what success is. You know, it's not popularity, it's not the possessions, it's not prestige. Success is the progressive achievement of a God-given goal, and so I want you to develop a, the true. Come to understand what the true definition of success is. Okay, success results in happiness, really feeling um, uh, you're worthy or a worthy person, and that's important. And so discern what the true definition of success is. Get into the scriptures, Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Read it over and over again. You know, find out what true success is and keep that in your mind because that's a man thinking, so is he. So you have to have, you have, to have the right thoughts. In your mind, if you're going to move yourself or push yourself uh, to, and to walk into your greatest potential. Then number two, set definite goals for yourself. So if you want uncommon achievement, don't just say one day I'm going to. No, set definite goals for yourself. Put a time frame on it. 
you know, uh, say exactly when you want to have when uh, you want uh, things to happen. If you look throughout the scripture, God had everything that God wanted to accomplish was it was every goal He wanted to accomplish had a timeline on it. Okay, so set a definite goal for yourself. You know, it's not wrong to set goals. Um, uh, you're not merely just setting goals, but you really are giving yourself some divine guidance when you set goals, and you are uh, giving yourself some steps to walk out so that you will not just be just floating around trying to figure things out. Let goals uh, give you some direction um, to head in. So set definite goals for yourself. You can start out with, okay, my goal by the end of January, uh, as I'm making this commitment to get myself together, my goal is by January 31st, I will have written on a sheet of paper exactly what I'm called to do or what I believe I'm called to do, even if I'm unsure. If I'm unsure, I will put in parentheses, go into prayer. If you know what it is that you're going to do, I will. Uh, you put on that paper, I know this year that I'm going to be this, this, whatever it is. I'm a public speaker, whatever it is. And then by December 31st, I will um, commit to setting goals for myself for the rest of the year. Or if you want to take it in a small chunks, I will have goals um, through March 31st. I will set aside time to increase my learning. So by January 31st, I will have decided on what day that I'm going to use as my learning day or my wisdom day. And that's the day that I will read a lot. I will look at magazines. I will research on the Internet. I will look, watch DVDs. I will uh, look at training videos that may be online. That's the day that I'm going to set to, and I'm going to call it my learning day or my day of wisdom. And that day is strictly dedicated to me increasing my knowledge uh, and gathering information that's going to help me to become more developed for what it is that I'm purposed to do. I don't do anything else on that day unless, you know, something some unexpected something comes up. But if it's a part of the developing your potential on this particular day, it's Wednesdays will be the second and fourth Wednesdays will be my wisdom days, will be my learning days. And I will spend uh four hours that each uh on the on that day or I'll spend the whole day or the bulk of the day growing in in my knowledge, increasing my learning. Okay, by January 31st, I will decide that every month I will fast one day out of every month and it will be about my purpose, you know, or accomplishing a task. By January 31st, I will decide how I'm going to present myself to others, even if it's not, you know, even if I haven't mapped it all the way out, I know that I'm going to present myself through maybe through a postcard, through a business card, maybe through a portfolio. How am I going to present myself to others? These are the things that you can say by by the end of January, these are the things that I realize that I must do in order to be successful, even if you haven't put it on the timeline yet. By December 31st, you want to have at least listed on paper what you need to do to actually start moving out into your full potential. Okay, so set definite goals for yourself. And then uh, number three is make your goals balanced and reasonable. Okay, don't make it something outside of your reach. Make it something you can do. Make it something you can attain. If you're more comfortable with doing monthly goals, then do them one month at a time. If you're comfortable with doing quarterly goals, then do your month three go- do, do your uh, goals three months out at a time. Whatever is comfortable, but make sure your goals goals are reasonable and that you can attain them. Because if you put them outside of your reach, 
then you may become discouraged when you don't attack, when when it doesn't happen or you actually don't um uh, something comes up that gets in the way unexpectedly of you actually completing that particular task by that assigned time so don't do that make it reasonable make it something you can do or something that can be readjusted if something comes up and you can't complete it at that particular time, said you can go into your your calendar or your goal uh, notebook and say um, rescheduled for two weeks out, you know, and then go and post it two weeks out. Catch up on this. Do whatever, but make it reasonable, make it attainable, make it where, make it in steps that you know that you can actually achieve, so that you won't um, become um, discouraged. Uh, in actually trying to uh, carry them out. Then, number four, I want you to meditate on Scripture. Meditate on Scripture. Meditate on Scriptures about success. Meditate on Scriptures about who God created you to be. Meditate on Scriptures about um, being confident in God. And tr- meditate on Scriptures about trusting God. You know, meditate on those those types of Scriptures and then speak them over your life. Make them your faith confession. If you are struggling in that area and need a little help, in uh, in the Christian bookstore, you can find almost any type of devotional, any type of confessional, uh, faith, uh, uh, faith confession book that you want. I mean, there's every there's something out there that can help you in this area until you develop the discipline of searching the scriptures, and or maybe you don't have a good study Bible yet, you know, or you can go online and you can there's some um, tools that you can use online for free. You know, where you can look up certain things related to scriptures. So, you know, meditate on scriptures. Get your mind right. Make sure your spirit is strong. And that's what's going to help your spirit to maintain its strength is when you meditate on scriptures daily. And particularly find those scriptures that address uh, or talk about what it is you are assigned to do. Even if it's a business owner, even if it's an entrepreneur, go into Proverbs and find those scriptures that talk about honesty, integrity, making sure that your scales are balanced, making sure that you're not getting over on people, make sure you're not taking advantage of people. Uh, there are scriptures in there about all of that. So no matter what it is, you can find a scripture to address it so that you can build your inner man up and, and build your confidence up and can stay in the flow of it spiritually of what's getting ready to happen Um in your life. And then the next one is number 5, I want you uh, to pursue quality people in your life. Spend time with uncommon people. Be a learner. You know, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Proverbs 13 and 20. Pray and expect God to send uncommon people across your path. You know, you need people who know what they're talking about in your life. You need people who are gifted, who don't mind sharing information. My um One of my spiritual fathers in ministry is Bishop Ivy Hilliard out of Houston, Texas. And I said on another show, there's a time when he calls his sons and daughters to a special meeting. And at that special meeting is when he pours into our lives. And he teaches us everything that he's doing that's making him successful. And what we need to do to apply to our ministries, whether we're uh, pastoring churches or whether we're flowing in evangelistic-type ministries or if we're flowing in um, entrepreneur-type ministries, you know, business owners or entrepreneurs, um, those kinds of things, he's speaking to our lives. And so there are time periods when we actually go and sit at his feet and we learn strategies, techniques. He uh, provides us with contacts. He'll have people come in who are um, 
who specialize in certain areas, like maybe in social media or um, uh, email marketing or whatever. Sometimes he invites those people into those sessions, and they come in and do a presentation. And so we're learning and finding companies that we can actually uh, begin to dialogue with and see whether or not uh, they're uh, beneficial for us to use. I mean, you need somebody uh, or people or people, more than one person in your life who can actually um, – be the person who can uh, provide quality to your potential, you know, who has who brings wisdom to your life. But most importantly, somebody who doesn't mind sharing information. You can't have somebody in your life who's stingy with information. Um, you know, it's just not going to work because when you need something, you're going to ask them, and what they're going to say to you is, "Oh, go and pray. God is going to show you," and they're going to have the answer right on their tongue. They'll be able to. They could. They could answer you right then and there, but because they're stingy. With information and because maybe they don't want to see somebody as successful as they are, they will not provide you with the information that you need. And so you need people in your life life who don't mind uh, making a deposit or don't mind teaching you um, how to be great or how to succeed in 2012 and whatever it is that you're called to do. All right. So spend uh, pursue quality people in your life. Anybody else that comes into your life that's wasting your time, draining your energy, uh taking you off focus, messing with your mind mentally, get those people out your life. You're going to have to redefine that relationship and some of those relationships need to be cut off cold turkey. Just just cut and dry. Just cut it off. I know you're used to being around them, being with them, but this is a serious year. Some of us have been believing God for a long time, and um, you may have been struggling at some point in your uh, in uh, your life trying to make things happen, and this is the year that you say you're believing that this is the year of manifestation, so you need people around you who can help you bring that manifestation to pass. And so make sure that you have quality people and get the other folks out of your life or put them on the back burner until you um, have attained what God wants you to attain. And then number six, invest in yourself. And I said that on a couple of other shows, and I'm going to keep saying it on these shows and all, and even on the throughout the um, telecalls that are going to start um, this Saturday. I want you to invest in yourself. You must invest in yourself. Spend time, effort, and dollars in developing your mind, your spirit, and your inner man. So if it costs you, let's say, $20, you know, for a meal, and it satisfies your stomach. Imagine how powerful that satisfaction would be if you spent $20 on something that would satisfy your mind, that would increase your learning, that would make you a great thinker. You know, imagine um, how satisfying it would be if you spent $20 on um, uh, a book that would give you every stuff that you need to to uh to walk out to pull off what it is that you wanna that you wanna accomplish. Imagine how satisfying that would be. And so sometimes we may have to make a sacrifice and say, you know what, I need to take this money that I would have spent on lunch that I just would have blown at the fast food restaurant because what I, that training video I need, it costs thirty nine ninety five. I need forty dollars for that. So you know what I might need to do? I might stop paying six dollars for a value meal for the next five or six five to seven days. Bring my lunch. Uh, eat tuna, and then save that money 
and go ahead and make that investment in that video that I will have for a lifetime that I can watch over and over and over again and uh, develop myself. Or maybe it's a video or a DVD that has forms and that you can use and letters that you can use and examples of things. You know, it's an investment that will go far, far, far into your future as it relates to what you are called to do. So you may have to make a sacrifice in areas that you're using. Or maybe I can't go to the show every Friday night or every Friday that a new movie comes out and blow 25 or $30 at the movie just to see the new feature. I may have to bypass that for the next couple of months so that I can make an investment in myself. You know, the seminar or the conference that I want to go to that's dealing with, you know, how to be an entrepreneur and it costs $75 or $100 to get into that three-day conference or three-day seminar. I may need to bypass those extra curricular things that I was doing and save my money so I can go to that. Maybe the class I need to take, you know, um, for ministry to help me develop in ministry. I need to I need to sacrifice something that I was some type of pleasure I was spending money on and make that investment into myself. Maybe there's a subscription, magazine subscription that I need to get, you know, um that will help me to know more about the profession that I'm in or the uh, career path that I'm choosing, you know. And there are trade magazines in every area you can imagine, you know. There are trade magazines, you know. Uh, there's uh, one, uh, there's uh, some for event planners. And if you're in the chat room and if I can remember the name of it, I'll, I'll, I'll type it in or either I'll say it. But there's no matter what, Profession you're in, there are trade magazines. There are, there are websites that you can go to and you can get them for free. The same magazines that you see on in the Walmarts and in the CVSs and on newsstands, and all, there are websites that if you own a business or if you have a ministry of some kind, you can go to those websites and you can get a one-year subscription to those magazines for free. Can't beat that. So if you want to increase your learning, you uh, and I'll give you some sites if I can think of them right quick. And if not, I'll give you my email address. And if you email me, I will forward you the information. Um, but there are some sites if you just go and register and what they'll do, I'm going to get off a little sidetrack for a sidebar for a minute on these. What they'll do um, is you'll go and register on their site. You'll answer a few questions about what type of business you have or all uh, that kind of stuff. And, and just it takes just a few minutes. And so periodically what they'll do is they'll send you an email. And they'll say, um, um, please, reg- uh, please register to get your free subscription to um, Fast, Fast Company Magazine. You know, or it'll say, or right, let's get another one, or to um, Time Magazine. And then it'll tell you this subscription has been paid by someone else on your behalf for one year. And then it'll say, go ahead and grab it now, Do your, grab your subscription now before um, supplies run out, which means that whoever paid for the subscriptions, they only pay for X number of those subscriptions. So if you get it in your email, you need to immediately go ahead, because they do run out fast. So that as soon as you get it or you see it in your email, you need to go ahead and t- target it, register, um, subscribe to it so that you can get it. And at the end, it'll say, congratulations. You have completed your uh, subscription request, and sure enough, they'll send you an email and tell you, and it'll say, hey, your subscription will start in four to six weeks, and so you won't see it, just like if you had paid for one, it takes about four weeks for the magazine to show up. So there are places and websites that you can go to where the same things that you see on newsstands and in um, uh, convenience stores, you can get those subscriptions for free. You can't beat that, all right? So 
That's just that was just a sidebar. That's a way to increase your knowledge or to increase invest in yourself. You know, some things you you can you can um, get for investing money, and then there's some things that's out there that same thing that you would have paid for, but you can get it free. It's all about connecting with somebody who can tell you where those things are, and then it's about you taking action steps and just going ahead and doing it, you know, and just constantly staying on top of it. You know, I have uh, coming to me, you name it, if it's, if, it's, if it's remotely close to what I do in ministry and what I do in business, I have that magazine coming. I have a subscription to that magazine. I've used um, Vista Print before, and when I got to, when I put everything in the shopping cart, and right before um, um, it was time to actually put the item in the shopping cart, um, a special um, offer popped up, and the special offer said something like this. It said, um, your order today has qualified you to receive a full full one-year subscription to one of the following magazines. And below the magazine's, uh, would be listed, and it could be something simple. It could, it could be a magazine like Essence Magazine, or it could be Black Enterprise, or it could have been um, L Magazine, or it could be uh, Vogue, or uh, different other kind of magazines. I've even had uh, one time it said it was the Brides Magazine, um, and and I just I didn't really need. I cl- I said yes because it was a magazine subscription I could get for free. And you never know what those articles are going to be in some of those magazines. And so, sure enough, I keep going. When I got to the shopping cart, that at one year subscription was zero dollars. And then I just paid for it. Four weeks later, here come the magazine starts coming, and they come for a year. You know, so there are ways to increase your to invest in yourself without. Um, Spending a lot of money, and then if you can find it that way, then the money that you save for not paying for that subscription, you now can take it and invest in something that maybe you wouldn't have had the money for. Okay, so that's in, number six is invest in yourself, and then number eight is make your time count. Time wasters grieve God, you know. So people, you don't want to be somebody who sits around for hours joking and talking about nothing, you know. Um, if you do that, it will guarantee your failure. You will not be successful. Okay, there's a time where you need relaxation. So I'm not talking about relaxation, recreation, and fellowship. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about just idleness, where you're just idle and just not doing anything. If you're not careful, what will happen is you'll become frustrated. In the midst of all that joking and messing around and, you know, um, not being focused, and you may think it's okay at that time, but when the dust settles and you think back over your life, you're going to become frustrated that you wasted a lot of time and boredom is going to set in. And then possibly the enemy will try to to get depression to set in because why? Because you're not using your time wisely. And so now you, um, you look back and you realize that you haven't. Use your time wisely. So now you're frustrated with having not used your time correctly. Okay. And then um, uh, that would be it for that. So let's move on. Let's talk about ideas. Because it's going to be in the ideas where we're going to, where we, this is where I really want to talk to you about. So I didn't want to do these shows and then not give you um, some nuggets on things that you can do um, to get going in uh, 2012. And sometimes you don't realize exactly you know what you have um in your in your hands you don't realize what what you have uh in your own lives that's available to you and so ideas these are how powerful ideas are ideas are golden gates to change all it takes is one idea to you just need one idea to put you on the map just one okay but some of us god has been has gifted us to where we have more than one idea 
And if we would do it God, the godly way and do it the way God is showing us to do it, every idea he gives you, you can be successful at. Even if you're an entrepreneur, he gives you streams of income, different ways to make income. If you do it God's way, you can have all those multiple streams of income and you can be successful at every one of them. You could be a public speaker. You could be an event planner. If you do it God's way, you can be successful at every avenue God shows you where you can bring income into your life. All the ideas that come with that one area, you can carry those ideas out and it can become a seed that is lucrative to your life. You not only bless somebody else's life, but it's a financial blessing that comes back that says that you can reap a harvest from just that from that one seed that you sow. So ideas can be a golden gate of uh, gates to change. An idea is a thought um, divinely planted um, by God that could solve a problem for someone. All right, so that's you know that's what you want to remember. Here's a scripture. Write this scripture down. Post it on the refrigerator, on your desk, in your cubicle, at your office, wherever you are. Write this scripture down. Proverbs eighteen and two, and it says, "In there, um, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions." God can give you uh, ideas for witty inventions. You know, for uh, creative things, God could give you an idea that somebody else had, and He can the same idea that somebody else is using. He could put a twist, a spin on it for you, and make it uniquely yours. And you could still uh, take that because there's nothing new under the sun. So you can have an idea that's already flowing out there, and God could give you a creative spin on it, and you can it can be a lucrative uh, gate for you. Because it will be exactly what what people need. And that creative spin that you put on it was exactly what they were looking for in this season of their lives or at this time in the earth. And you can become well-known just from that one idea that you put a spin on. All right? And so they can um, actually do that. So write that scripture down. And so I'm going to give you... Um, eight facts about ideas, or maybe not eight. I'll just give you part of it, and so we could talk about some ideas. You know, um, number one, an uncommon idea comes through observation of what is around you. So pay attention to what's around you, and ask God to give you creative vision. God, as I look what, as I look around me, give me the ability to see into the spiritual realm or into in between the lines so that my creative juices can flow and I can come up with an idea from something that I see around me. All right? So an uncommon idea can come through observation of what's around you. It could come from you being at an event and you're just paying attention, you're looking around. Wow, I think that would have been better if, you know, or it could be you could be um, at an, say you're going to be a motivational speaker and you're listening to someone else. Well, you could be hearing them and you could see them on the platform, they're on the stage, and all of a sudden all your creative juices are flowing. And you could see, oh, well, wow, he should have had this in the backdrop or he should have put his podium here or maybe he should have been mic'd a little different. Or you can come up with an idea. You could be sitting there taking notes saying, you know what, uh, I'm going to come up with this uh, manual on uh, um Five things to remember in motivational in your on for your motivational uh platform stage you know, and you can actually become somebody who can go in and teach people how to actually uh set their stage up for speaking or how to set their e- uh event up how to set the room up 
so that it is productive, you know, not just people coming into the event. But how do you, you, you can actually set that room up that when they walk in, you grab their attention from the minute they walk in. I mean, so ask God to give you a creative eye so that you pay attention to the things that are around you. Um, number two, an un, an uncommon idea will help people, and that's just the example that I just gave. You know, God may give you, you may be somewhere, and you may see something going on, and say, you know what, they need some more instructions on how to do this, and so you could be sitting right there, and God can give you a manual or a help book or something that you can write that will give them the instructions or the help that they need to do what they're doing. And so there's an idea, and because they need that information. Now you have something that they'll pay for because it'll help them. So an uncommon idea will help other people. All right. It'll also, number three, it will, uh, an uncommon idea from God will solve problems solve problems for somebody. Remember I told you that on a previous show you are a reward to somebody. There's something that's been placed on the inside of you. You are the solution to a problem. You're the answer to a question. You are um the the you could be the resource for somebody's idea, but you are a reward to somebody and you actually have the solution or to that problem. You actually have the answer to the question. Okay, and then the last one that I want to give you is that an uncommon idea can create uncommon wealth. You have to believe God. God, if you gave this to me, I know that it just wasn't for me to sell this for a dollar, and this is all I'm going to get. God, with any ideas that God gives you, anything that God tells you to pursue that has to do with success and has to do with um, uh, you being uh, uh, reaping a reward for that, I know a lot of times, Again, we want to, you know, well, I don't, well, God, this, I, we want to give all the glory to God, and that is exactly what we're supposed to do. And when we give him the glory, then God rains down from heaven the blessings that he wants us to have. And so if God wants you to uh, to have uncommon wealth, wants you to be lucratively blessed from the ideas or from the purpose or from the assignment that he has placed on your life, then you need to be grateful and thankful, and you need to say, God, I'm open to whatever it is you want me to receive. You can write one book and be set for life. You can have one idea and be set financially for life. You can you it, it you just have to be open for whatever it is that God wants to bless your life. If you are the Bible says this, if you're willing and obedient, that you'll eat the good of the land. All you have to do is be willing and obedient to want to carry do what God is telling you to do, walk the steps that he's telling you to walk out, do it the way he's telling you to do it. And guess what? There's an uncommon wealth that's going to come um, from that. Some of the things that the things that we probably never thought that people could make money at. Now people are multimillionaires doing things that we never thought that somebody could who could make money at being a motivational speaker. Years ago, I thought I was like, okay, but they are very lucrative now. You know, you could make you could become lucrative for putting on a conference that will provide answers and solutions to what people are looking for. And you could have a conference on on helping people grow their business, becoming entrepreneurs. Uh, you could have a conference on uh, social media. You could have a three day event and uh, on teaching people how to use the internet. If God gives you the idea, it can create uncommon wealth for you. The key is to make sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be, and that we are. We are pursuing success the way God has purposed for us to pursue, uh, to pursue success, um, and that's key. And and so uh, that should be like a um, a nudge for you to get excited. You know, wow, 
uncommon well for what God wants me to do. And so that will motivate you and that will get you excited for that. So let's talk about some ideas, some things that you can do, what's in your hand. Regardless of what's in your hand right now, because all of us might have different areas that uh, God is, uh, you know, our destinies are different, you know, our assignments may be different. Uh, um, and so no matter what your assignment is, you can use all of these tools that I'm going to tell you about and uh, come up with some creative um, ways that you can use them. And so I'm just do the basic, simple thing. So it doesn't matter what your assignment is. It doesn't matter. You can use all these tools. And so I want you to think about what's in your hand. What's in your hand? The answer to that initially is this. Your gift, your ability, your knowledge is in your hand. If you're selling a particular product, maybe it's a product that you made. It's in your hand. And so that's one of the things that's in your hand. Maybe it's a product that you went to the market and bought wholesale and you're going to retail it to others. That's what's in your hand. Maybe it's... um, uh, uh, writing, maybe you do newsletters, you know, uh, informational newsletters, that's what's in your hand. Okay, so that's what we're going to work with. Maybe you um, are uh, an artist, and so you've drawn, you have art pictures, or uh, you have art that you want to sell, or art that you just want to put on display for people to come see at art shows, and you know, all those kinds of things. That's what's in your hand. Okay, what's in your hand is what you have right now. Not what you'll have in the future. We're going to work with tonight, what do you have right now in your hands, and so that could be anything that you have okay so now those are the those are the unique things that are in your hand now all of us have the following things or we have potential to uh have the following things in our hands and so this we're going to work with a computer telephone uh we have um uh, access to um uh, I don't want to say a typewriter. It's way too outdated. But we have access to a computer where we can type up something, like uh, uh, a Word document of some kind where we can cre- generate um, letters and um, uh, things like that. Uh, we have um, friends. That's in our hands. We actually have the mail. That's in our hands right now. And we, if you have a car or someone who has a car, you have you have transportation. That's in your hand. So how do we use these things right here and tie them into the creative things that are in our hands? How do we use them to launch ourselves, to get more exposure, uh, to um, develop ourselves? How do we use this? Because if God has given you a vision or uh, a purpose where um, you are actually um, – going to be doing something for people, then you have to find a way to present yourself and you have to find a way to stay in the uh, in the forefront of the target market that God has assigned you to. It doesn't matter whether you're teaching, whether you're going to be a pastor, whether you are evangelist, whether you're an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if it's in your career and you're just going to the next level. Maybe you're going to be a manager or a supervisor or maybe trying to get to the CEO position. It doesn't matter. There's something that's in your hands, and with some of these basic tools, you can actually use these tools to actually keep yourself out in the forefront or to at least push yourself to start making some steps um, toward advancing in your uh, assignment. And so let's talk about a couple of them, some of the things that you can use. Like um, um, you have the computer. Let's start there. You have you have the computer or you have access to the computer because maybe in your city you can go to, to the public library and you can use it for an hour or maybe you can use it for a little longer if nobody else is waiting to use it. Um, you can maybe be able to print X number of pages for free and then maybe you can pay for the pages afterwards. But if you have access to a computer, there are several – there. Um, 
different ways that you can use that computer to actually begin to launch yourself or uh, present yourself to others. You have social sites. If you're not a part of a social site, then you need to consider that. Get away from all the negative stuff that you hear about social sites, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, uh, uh, let me um it's a couple more other ones out there. Um I don't know, uh I know some of the some of the um radio show hosts have um some that you can go become a part of. The Essence magazine has a, a Essence community where that's it's actually a social site that you can uh, become a part of. So there are different uh, ones that are out there, but some of them have a large number of people on them. Not as large as Facebook, but some of them have it almost as large as um LinkedIn. So Go if you aren't already. Go get on the go get on the social sites. Get your let's let's talk about Facebook. Go to Facebook. Get you a regular page, okay? Which is your personal page, okay? And then you have the business page or your organization page, or you can create a page for your product, okay? So if you wrote a book, you need to go create a page for your book. So say for example, um, if you wrote a book, um, uh. Uh, on let's say um you wrote a book on um how to be um how to how to start your how to start a small business then you might want to go and actually create a facebook uh page for that product you know and the in the page might be called how to start a small business and open it up for pub, make it a public page because you want people to start coming to that page and you want to be able to post some of your comments or uh, statements out of your book you want to direct them to where they can purchase your book even on your personal page you want to say um you know, something like, um, hi, good morning, everybody. Just wanted to share with you um, that I have a book that I've written. I would love for you to go take a look at it on the book website or if it's on Amazon.com or wherever it is. would love for you to go take a look at it. Please purchase a copy. Um, it's um, a book on the, following th- on the following topic, you know, how to start a small business. And then you may ever periodically want to put some nuggets from your book out there and then put the link where they can go buy the book. You'll be surprised. All of that's free. That's free. Maybe you're going to be, um, let's say, a public speaker, or maybe you're going to be um, uh, a teacher of the word. You can do the same thing. Go create a, a fan page, and then what you can do is you can actually start teaching through that. You can actually put you can put out uh, Facebook has what they call notes. You know, so you can actually put something out there. You can start discussions on certain topics. You know, it's different things that you can do. You know, you can uh, create an event where they can actually register for, let's say, a a teleclass that you're going to have where you're going to be teaching on a particular subject or maybe you're a prayer warrior, you're an intercessor. You know, you can actually have the people call in to a telecall where there's actually a a one-hour prayer time and then they actually call in and there's prayer for one hour. They can put their request in. It's so much you can do on these social sites. Now, um, then uh, you can do the same thing on LinkedIn. You go create your profile, and then you start be, uh, become a part of groups. Same thing, back up on Facebook. Facebook got all these groups that you can become a part of. See if there's a group that is related to what you have been assigned to do. And if it is, just take a look at the group before you join. You know, if it's an open group, take a look at it. Look at the post that's on the wall. What are they talking about? What links are out there? All those kinds of things. If it looks okay and it looks that it will be appropriate for what it is that you're doing, then join that group. You can always uh, leave the group. 
you know, but join that group. It's a good way to connect. It's a good way to meet people. Sometimes in those groups, people post information that that is extremely helpful for whatever it is that you are assigned to do. They'll put links out there for where you can go get resources or get free information. So when you're on Facebook, go join groups that are related to what it is that you're doing. Now, to present yourself, create a group. So if you know that you're going to um, say uh, be selling a particular product, then go create um, either a group or a page that's going to be related to that product. You know, if you're selling fashion jewelry, um, or fashion accessories, create a page for your business or create a group. You know, um, uh, and call it something unique or something you know really uh, good so people can remember it. You know, um, you know. Uh, a group called I Love Fashion Jewelry or I Like Fashion Jewelry or, you know, something like that. So they'll be able to say, okay, wow, well, I like fashion jewelry. Let me see what this group is about. And so when in that group, you might be talking about how to take care of their jewelry, how to clean their jewelry. You might show them pictures of your new jewelry, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, you might offer certain offer um, specials or, or you might answer questions that they might have about it. It's so many different things that you can do with those different social sites in um, the, the different ways that they uh, – allow you to um, make yourself visible and known without paying anything. And, of course, on each of those sites, you can also take out advertising. So that's something you can do with the computer. You can do social sites. You can also use your email. Start building up your email list. You know, when you go to believe, now, don't laugh when I say this, but it does work. When you go to the family reunion, if you don't have a booklet where everybody's address is captured, or if you go to the family dinner and you're about to tell your family, hey, I'm, God is going to use me like this, I'm getting ready to launch my product, I'm getting ready to do such and such, get a tablet out, get an ink pen out and say, hey, I want my family to support me. I want you guys to receive my newsletter, my update on what new products I have, and pass that tablet around and capture their email addresses. Do the same thing when you go to lunch with friends, if, if it's friends who email addresses that you don't have. If you've been um, asked to go to an event to say, um, let's say, well, hey, would you take a, would you um, come uh, do a product table uh, and you pay for a product table, then guess what? Capture uh, email addresses when you go. Have a form that they that you have that you've created that's at your table. And even if they don't buy anything, if they just walk up to the table and look at the products you have or the materials that you have, because maybe um, you're going to have books or maybe you're going to have uh, manuals or things like that, you know, um, if they just walk up to your table, greet them, find out their names, explain your products or um Tell them about the kind of service that you have, and then ask them, "Hey, would you like to be on my new my email list?" Because periodically I send out um, newsletters, and periodically I also send out um, a percentage off coupon or whatever it is that you're doing. The average person will tell you yes, and they will stand there and they will fill that paper out and say, "Here you go," and they will be looking for your email. Uh, um, uh, for you to send them an email. So learn to use your email because it's free. Talk to the people. Send out an email once a week or uh, maybe about once or twice a week. Really, if, if you're un just getting into the, the swing of it, do it once a week. You know, you can do an encouragement email. It doesn't always have to be about the product or the services that you have. You can send an email that encourages people. Hi, the day is Monday. When it, uh, you say hello to all the um, your your um your um 
e-club members and just wanted to encourage you on this Monday and give them a word of encouragement or give them a nugget to take them throughout the week. And then somewhere in that email you can say, um, you know, you should um, – I'll, t- I'll send you – um, send you another email on Friday you know, so they can know to expect your emails. And so what happens, they start getting in the habit of knowing that, okay, you know what, I'm going to get an email from her twi- at least twice a week. I mean, And so some weeks I get it once and some weeks I get it twice. And so now they already know how many emails are going to come. And so they're not thinking, wow, every time I look up, she's sending me an email. If you're sending email with um, valuable information, people don't mind receiving those emails. Um Excuse me. So you can when they sign up for your email, even if they're at an expo table, you can give them a, a sheet of paper back that says, here's how the e-club works. You know, I send out the newsletter once a month. I send out word of encouragement on this day or twice a month. I send this. Give them a sheet of paper that explains to them how your email campaigns are going to work so that they will know ahead of time that they're going to get X number of emails from you um, every, once a week, every two weeks or whatever the case may be. Okay, also, um, the telephone. You can do so much with your telephone, especially if you have a smartphone. But even if you don't have a smartphone, what you want to do is you want to go and um, get you um, a bridge line. You know, go to one of those, um, like, freeconferencecall.com. Go register. It is free. Go set up and get you an account. Get you the number that you call in as the host, the access code, the number that they call in. And when you're ready, start setting up some telecalls and let people call in and hear you live. They may see you on Facebook. They may see your picture on Twitter. But it's nothing like seeing you live, I mean, hearing your voice live. And so people become, now they really feel like they know you. So find a way for people to hear you live no matter what it is that you are assigned to do. If you don't do that, if you have a laptop or if you have a computer with a webcam, make a video. Make a video. Put it on YouTube. YouTube, is, uh, it, it was hot one time. It died down. It's hot again. Use do Make a YouTube video. Put it out there. Send it throughout. Send, uh, send your email list out or put, post it on Facebook. Hey, um, go take a look at my YouTube video. I'm talking, you know, I did a video on, you know, 10 steps on how to motivate yourself to success. So do utilize the phone, utilize the webcam on your um computer, uh what else before time runs out. Um oh, if you don't have a website and you need a website, here go to WordPress. Now, I don't have my paperwork in front of me, so I don't know if it's wordpress.com or wordpress.org. But if if you're on one and it's not the right one to build your blog, it's going to tell you where to go to build your blog. It's free. And you can use your WordPress blog page. You can customize it. And you can use that as your website until you actually get your website built. And some people never build a website. They use um, WordPress um, to actually be their website. They post their articles. They post their products. They Some kind of way um, they can, uh, you can link in a shopping cart or something. So you can use WordPress as your website until you build one, or if you may never decide, you can just keep using that that one. Okay, so LinkedIn website, Facebook, uh, I mean WordPress. Um, also, if you um, want to do email marketing, if your list becomes real big, you want to use somebody like Eye Contact. When you first go on their site, they won't tell you that they have a free edition. Look under features until you uh at the very, very, very bottom, and then it'll say, try out free edition. 
click that because you want to get into you want to get used to using it before you actually pay for their services. And so those are the things that um that you can do. Um the show is about to end. I want to thank you for listening. We're about to go off live. But um if you want to call in six area code six four six nine two nine twenty four thirty one. Um I'll stay on just for a few more minutes. So if it goes off live, call in with the phone number, area code six four six nine two nine twenty four thirty one and I'll keep giving you some ideas. And so um or you can play the archive and in the archive when you play the on demand show you will hear everything. So it's just gonna go off live in just a few uh seconds. So thank you so much for um uh, for tuning in. But I'll keep I'll stay on, and I will continue with the um, ideas, and then you can play the archive show. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is Ginger London. God bless you. Um, email me at ginger at gingerlondon.com if you need some help um, with some ideas. Thank you for listening. All right. And so I'm going to go on until it goes off. Um, but those are some of the ideas that you can that you can use with the computer, with your smartphone, with your regular telephone. If you use um, the bridge line for a conference call, you absolutely do not need um, uh, a telephone. I mean, a, a smartphone for that. You can just use um, a landline if you have long distance charges, or you can use a regular cell phone, and you can you can actually have a telecall. Um, you telecall. You, you they now have them where if you do a telecall, you can have um, where you can see the control panel where you can see who's calling into your telecall. Um, if you don't have the computer in front of you to do that, you can print out the instructions. You can just have your phone, look at the instructions on how to mute people and how to open the phone lines up for comments, and um, and you don't need a computer for that. And so there are different ways that you can actually get started and get going um, now. Um, and so I would encourage you to to actually map out, at least write them down. Go take a look at LinkedIn if you're not on LinkedIn. Um, if you are just on Facebook in one area, go look at the pages and go look at the groups and see um, how they're formulated and um, what type of um, conversation goes on in different types of groups. Do the same thing on LinkedIn. Um, also on Twitter, go set up a Twitter account. And Facebook and Twitter now, you can actually um, send a text message uh, through your phone, and it will show up in the status bar. All you have to do is tie your uh, mobile line into your uh, Facebook account or your Twitter account, and you can actually um, tweet. I mean, you can actually send a text message, and it will show up as a tweet in your Twitter, or it can show up in the status bar on your uh, Facebook account. So there's so many different things that you can do. Um, I may do another show on ideas. And if I do um, another show on ideas, and then uh, we could talk about um, different things like how to take a product and how can you present that product, you know, or how you can uh, present your newsletters and those kind of things. And so maybe I'll set up another show on create, uh, being creative, you know, how to uh, be creative with your uh, message or with your product or with your services, how to actually get it out there. And so, and I may need to set that up as a webinar so you can see some of the things that I've done that actually worked um, and, uh, that I didn't pay a lot of money to do, but they actually worked. And so um, uh, those are some of the things. And so um, hopefully you can join us on tomorrow night. On tomorrow night, we're going to be talking um, about how to develop your ministry and business teams. And we were supposed to have a special guest on how to start um, a retail business. And maybe I'll use that show as, you know, part two, do the, the creative part to break that show up into uh, that. And so tomorrow night, which is Friday, January the 20th at 7.30 p.m., 
Um, it's going to be how to develop ministry and business teams, and then I'll do part two on um, how to be creative um, in your purpose, you know, and how to um, uh, do different things to get to where you want to go. So um, God bless you. I thank you so much for tuning in and for listening, and um, I'll see you on uh, tomorrow night.